Hello, and welcome to a special episode of 100 Mistakes Academic Writers Make and How to Fix Them, a podcast for academics and other writers who need to get work done. I'm Stephanie Dunson, PhD, a writing coach and consultant with over 20 years of experience working with faculty writers at some of the nation's top colleges and universities. And what's so special about this episode? It's our first audience request show. The topic of metacognitive or process writing has come up in a few episodes, and a number of you out there have made it known that you want to learn more about it. So today, I'll be joined by an old colleague and friend, Erica Kaufman, a poet and composition specialist who also happens to be the director of the Institute for Writing and Thinking at Bard College. She's incredibly knowledgeable about the practice and import of process writing, so I know she'll have terrific insights to share. All righty, let's get started. So to begin with, what is process writing? Now, I have to warn you that in this short definition, I use the word writing eight times, but I can't figure out a way to avoid it, so please bear with me. Process, or metacognitive writing, is writing about what you're thinking as you're doing another piece of writing. It's telling the story of what you thought about, choices you made, and insights you gained as you were writing. I often recommend it to my clients as a regular feature to add to their writing routine. It's commonly performed as a short free write done at the end of a writing session, but it can actually be done anytime, before, during, or even after any writing activity, whenever it might be helpful to step back from the primary piece you're generating to reflect on how you're engaging with the act of writing. I introduced the concept in the very first episode of the podcast, but I also routinely mention it in other contexts. Whew, there. For more clarification, my special guest, Erica Kaufman, Director of the Institute for Writing and Thinking at Bard College. Hey, Erica. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. What a wonderful thing. So in a few episodes, the topic of process writing, metacognitive writing, has come up when I'm giving faculty suggestions about reflecting on the writing practices. And as a result, a number of listeners asked for more information about it. I I could have talked about it myself, but I thought it would be more interesting to talk with someone else and talk with you in particular. There's a lot to say about process writing, but how would you launch into a discussion about it? In the work that IWT does, particularly with teachers, we talk about process writing a lot because it signifies that moment where you've done something and it could be you working on your own writing or it might be with a group of peers or students. And the process writing moment is the moment where you step back and reflect on what you just did. Um, You know, how did you do what you just did? How has your thinking changed? you know, if you had more time, what would you do next? So, you know, I think a lot about John Dewey's idea of reflection. And, you know, like I'm inferring into this, I'm equating reflection and process writing, but Uh Dewey thinks about reflection as something that's active and it's something that's really central to the learning process. And the reason why, and this is, I guess, me interpreting Dewey, why reflection is so important to the learning process is because it's that moment where the writer thinks about what they're doing and thinks about how they're learning and the kind of knowledge that they're beginning to make. 
Mm-hmm. So it's both the sense-making process and that you're thinking about something that you just did and, and trying to figure out what's going on in your own mind about that particular project or activity. Mm-hmm. And it's also looking forward. So thinking about what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was working on my dissertation and I would have to meet with my advisor to review the work that I did, she often had me do some process writing at the beginning of our meetings you know, let's say we met maybe once a month, we'd always begin the meeting with me doing some writing about what I've been up to. Hmm. And what have I been thinking about since the last time we talked? You know, how did I integrate any comments that I received, what that did to change my project? Mm -hmm. And the end result for me, much of what I ended up doing came out of that process writing and not necessarily out of my drafting process. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I find that the practice of stepping back And thinking about your own thinking, for me, is really clarifying. And it's often a lot clearer to me what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. by doing that than it is when I sit down to write something as a draft. Hmm. I think the reason why process writing is coming up so often in work that I'm doing with faculty is that I'm encouraging them to reflect on what they need to learn about themselves as writers, the unstated associations they have and the choices they make in the act of writing. So it's common for people to feel stressed about writing and even feel kind of powerless about it. But there's an element of agency that comes from recognizing that you are making decisions, that you do have choices, and that there are things you have control over that gives you much more traction in the writing process. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that question of agency and the ability to you know, name the decisions that you're making as a writer and take responsibility for those decisions is something that's really generative, Mm -hmm. at least for me, because, you know, we often forget that we're making these decisions until we take a step back and name them. Yeah, absolutely. And there's not one way that everyone writes. As writers, we each have our own unique relationship with writing and our thinking is naturally idiosyncratic. So the first step in gaining broader insight on your writing practice is just coming to terms with that. When I'm working with faculty and give them the opportunity to use process writing, it so often leads to real breakthroughs for them. It's, it's like all of a sudden they realize there's a whole conversation that's been going on in the back of their heads that they hadn't noticed before, or if they had noticed, they hadn't really connected it with anything constructive. And once they observe that, it's amazing how often they start to be able to formulate their own best way into writing and what they need to do to alter or reconsider what they're doing. It seems like such a modest habit, but it can be so powerful. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about the importance of process writing and reflection in the context of some work I've been doing with faculty who are teaching courses that are called experiential learning courses, Mm -hmm. which, you know, when I hear the term experiential learning, I think of courses where you learn by doing something, and it can often mean courses that have some kind of civic engagement component or some kind of component where students are doing something out in the world. But, you know, in my work with faculty, um, thinking about experiential learning, there's a specific learning cycle that we often talk about that begins with having an experience. So you do something, you say something, you write something. And then the second step is always reflection. Um, so you, you immediately you know, think about what just happened or what you just did and how it caused your thinking to change. And then what's really interesting to me is the stage that follows reflection is always a new idea. Hmm. 
So mm -hmm. reflection seems to also be a vehicle to generate more. You know, and this is true of me as a writer, it helps me see things and articulate things that I didn't know were there before, because of the way reflection asks you to really dig into the work that you've just done. Earlier, you mentioned John Dewey. For listeners who are interested in origins, how do you think writing process got its start? Was it a Peter Elbow thing? I think of reflective writing or reflection more generally as being a really central part of the learning or writing process. I tend to root that in Dewey because of how mm -hmm. important reflection was to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that in the process pedagogy movement, picked up this idea of reflection and attached writing to it or built it into the way that we understand the writing process. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely Peter Elbow, also Sandra Pearl. And um, Kathleen Blake Yancey has a number of excellent books that deal specifically with um, writing and reflection. Mm -hmm. Um, so I also find her work to be really, really helpful mm -hmm. in that um, she situates reflection as part of how we understand the writing process as being recursive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you're always moving in this cycle where you're drafting and you're reflecting and then you're revising and you're drafting more, you're reflecting more and you're revising more. You know, so there's always that moment of having a few minutes to step out of a piece yeah, you mentioned some of the process writing that you did when you were in grad school. Can you think of a particular moment from back then or, or maybe even a recent moment where you gained some insight through the work you were doing metacognitively around writing? Yeah, I've been working on an article about a fabulous Montreal-based Canadian prose writer whose name is Gail Scott. And I've been working on this article for years and really struggling with it. And I realized that I'd been skipping that reflection moment. Mm. And the problem with the piece was actually that I wasn't sure what it was about. Mm. Beyond the fact that I love this writer's work and I wanted to think about it in an extended way. And I wanted to think about it critically in a certain way. But, you know, I had generated like 50, 60 pages of writing that seemed to be pointing nowhere that was clear to me. Mm. And it was only through really asking myself to sit down and not look at any of my materials, not look at any of my books and just write about what I thought I wanted to write about. Hmm. And then, you know, the thing that was really useful was I realized that what I reflected on wasn't in the essay. My interest in this particular writer was really clear in the process writing, but it wasn't in the essay. Hmm. Hmm. And it just opened something up for me that was really, really important and kind of has helped me re-enter that project. You know, I feel like that for me as a writer is the big use value of reflection is that it helps remind me of what I'm trying to do without being in the mode of I'm generating a draft of an article or, you know, like I need to get notes down on something I'm thinking about. It's, it's a very different kind of writing and thinking for me. Yeah, yeah, that's great, that's great. One of the specific questions some folks have is what kind of questions to ask to start doing process writing? And I generally make suggestions like, what are you noticing? What's surprising you? How is your thinking about the material changing? Another one of my favorites is, what are things you considered writing but chose not to and why? But what are some other questions you think are effective for helping people make that first metacognitive leap? 
I like prompts that ask for storytelling. And I find that for reflective writing, it's really helpful because if you're writing something that's more academic, storytelling is just a different mode of writing and it can open up something different. So I like, you know, something like tell the story of how you came to your current draft, tell the story of the different choices that you made as a writer. You know, I like what's at stake questions. Hmm. So given where you are in, in your piece, what's at stake for you as a writer? And what do you imagine the reader is going to understand as being something really central or really important to the text? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there are other ways to bring the metacognitive habit into writing practice. Like one way I commonly advise writers who are stuck in a place in their writing is to imagine the project they're working on as finished without worrying about how it's going to get there. Picturing it in its complete form laying in front of you, what is it accomplishing? What's the impact that it's having? What's it communicating? How is it affecting the reader? And once I picture that, I ask them to step back and identify what work needs to be done to move the actual piece from where it is now to that version they've imagined. Are there other kinds of metacognitive leverage points that people can bring into their process? Yeah, I I remember when I was working on my dissertation, a big one for me was to do some reflective writing about the moments where I was having a hard time. And so, you know, anytime I would hit a roadblock or I would be struggling, I would try and remind myself to just write into that moment. Like I might write a letter to a challenge and, you know, like really try and figure out what is so challenging about whatever it is that I'm struggling to put down into words. You know, if I can't do it in the context of the piece itself, I can usually figure out something to say in process writing. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it, the stakes are also different. Yeah, it's that Peter Elbow idea of the editor on the shoulder, right? Who's hovering in the back of your mind, dictating what you can and can't write? How and why might they be pushing you away from what you want to say? Who do you imagine you need to get permission from to do the thing you want to do? And why is that? I often suggest to folks to process write for a period of days and then go back to read it at one time so they can look for patterns and repeated themes, surprising details. When do you think is an optimal time to read process writing and what's the best way to make use of it? When you're working with your own process writing, how do you go about it? It depends on what I'm working on. You know, if I'm working to get something done on a time schedule and I'm writing almost daily, then I'll often begin the next day's writing session by reading the process writing from the day before. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes if I'm just kind of casually working on something, I tend to go to the process writing when I'm stuck. So, you know, if I feel like I've hit a wall with the piece, then often reading the process writing helps me understand other pathways I haven't yet explored and gives me ideas to continue. I also find that the process writing is really helpful during the revision process. So, you know, whether I'm my own editor or if I'm working with a peer editor, you know, like having material that I can look at as a way to think about how to fill in gaps in the text or, you know, ideas that aren't particularly clear. 
I'm a big believer in um, really playing around with multiple modes that one can be writing in. So the reflective writing is a much lower stakes mode for me than even generative, like open writing. So I'll say things in my process writing that are just very matter of fact and clear. And then they help me expand a draft or they help me identify points that I want to develop. And, you know, oftentimes it also helps me remember what I'm trying to do. That's great. I'm really excited to share this information with the listeners because I find that every client I've worked with who's taken up the routine of process writing has significantly improved their relationship with writing. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share? You know, I know that for me, it's really helpful to continually remind myself to make sure I do this because it's so useful and it's often the first thing that if I'm running low on time, I skip. Um, And that's true as both a writer and a teacher, if, you know, but, you know, I always keep some kind of a journal of process writing or reflective writing as I'm working on anything. And it then becomes material that I ultimately end up writing into or adding or pulling from. Hmm. So, you know, like that, that I think is, is one of the central pieces of wisdom that I've learned over the years, which is you know, even two or three minutes can go a long way. But thanks a lot, Erica. It's, it's a, no kind of a fun treat just to have an excuse to, to chat with you about this I stuff, know, right? Totally. right? Yeah, my pleasure. I'm a big fan of the reflective writing. Well, that's today's episode. Again, I want to thank Erica Kaufman for sharing her thoughts about process writing. Her writing includes two wonderful poetry collections, Instant Classic and Post Classic, both published by Roof Books. You can learn more about her work on her webpage, ericajkaufman.com. I'm so pleased that this episode was motivated by audience requests because I love getting listeners involved in the podcast. If there's a topic from any episode you'd like more discussion about, let me hear from you. You can also let me know if you have a story or a solution you'd like to share for an upcoming episode. So what's our next mistake? underestimating how much work you can get done. If you'd like to chime in, drop me an email. You can reach me through the contact link on my webpage, 100writingmistakes.org. If you found this episode helpful, give the show a positive rating on your podcast platform of choice. Even better, subscribe to automatically receive new episodes every two weeks as soon as they're posted. This will really help get the word out about the series. Also, Spread the news about the podcast to colleagues and friends you think might benefit, because faculty are the most underserved writers on any college campus. And with your help, I want to change that.